Let's pray and commit the rest of the meeting unto the Lord. Ask for his blessing. Ask for him to take control of everything that's said from here on in. Our dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this tabernacle, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this tent. We thank you, Lord, for this people, your people, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for this word, the word of God. And Lord, we've come this morning, Lord, to hear from you, Lord. We've come, Lord, to worship you, to adore you, and to praise your holy name, Lord. Truly, you are worthy of it all, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you'll take complete control now of this meeting. We pray, Lord, that you'll be glorified. We pray, Lord, that you'll be exalted. We pray, Lord, that your people will be fed and built up and see Jesus and Jesus only, Lord, because no flesh should glory, Lord, in your presence. Lord, we worship you, Lord. And we give you all the praise, Lord, for only you, Lord, are worthy of it, Lord. Amen. This word that I'm going to give to you, this morning that I received of the Lord, it came from a, a prayer. And it came from a constant prayer, the same prayer that I prayed for years. I've been praying the same prayer now for years. And the Lord will always come back with the same answer. And the same answer continually was, my grace is sufficient. And I would leave it at that. I, w- I wouldn't go back to that prayer. But as time went on, and recently in this last month, I added to the prayer. I suppose that's being bold before a holy God. But I felt within myself that I had to add to this prayer. And I went back to the Lord and I said, Lord, you know, I love you, Lord. You know I love you and you know my heart. And Lord, I know your your grace is sufficient. But Lord, your people, your people, Lord, you are the provider. They need provision. And I said, Lord, your grace is sufficient, Lord, and you know my heart. And the Lord knows the heart. The Lord knows the intentions of the prayer. And I said, Lord, your people, your people, Lord. You see, your mind's consumed with the people. It's all about you. It's all about the people. And this prayer went on for years, and then I changed the prayer And I wondered how it would go. And the Lord came in gentleness. The Lord came in loving kindness. The Lord came in wisdom and understanding. There was no rebuke. There was no anger. Because the Lord knew the intentions of the prayer. And the Lord knows the heart. And the Lord drew, drew beside me. And he said, let's, let's talk this through. Let, let's talk about this. And the Lord brought me to the past. The Lord brought me to the present day where we are now. And the Lord brought me to the future. And I'm going to share this with you this morning. The word of the Lord to his people. And we're going to be going to Exodus Exodus meaning in the Greek, the way out or departure. And this period of time was in about the 15th century BC. 
And God has delivered Israel out of Egypt after hundreds of years of captivity, something like 430 years. But roughly six weeks, just six weeks after they were witnessed God and his mighty hand in Egypt, delivering the people out of Egypt, just six weeks later, the people have forgotten. Six short weeks, the people have forgotten what God has done for them in Egypt and by the Egyptian armies. And the people are at the Red Sea. The Egyptian armies are pursuing them. And the people have forgotten six short weeks after Christ delivered them from Egypt. The deliverance they have forgotten already. And we will be focusing on one line of a verse in particular that the Lord brought me to in Exodus chapter 17. But on the way there, let's go through some of the chapters before. In Exodus chapter 12, the Lord brings Israel out of Egypt. In Exodus chapter 14 and verses 11 to 15. And it says this. Exodus chapter 14 verse 11 to 15. And the people have been brought out of Egypt in chapter 12. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, Hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt? Saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians that we had should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still. That's the first thing I want you to focus on. Fear ye not, stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you. That's the next thing I want you to focus on. Fear ye not, stand still. I will show you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you. That's the next thing. And ye shall hold your peace. That's the next word. Listen to this verse. This is important. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore crest thou unto me? The Lord asks Moses a question. The Lord has basically said to Moses here, Moses, what's wrong? What's the matter? Now we know what the matter is. And I'm not going to focus on the Egyptian army. I want to focus on the Red Sea. I want to focus on the people in front of the Red Sea. And the Lord, Moses cries unto the Lord. And the Lord asks Moses a question. And the Lord basically says to Moses, What's wrong, Moses? What's the next bit? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. That they go forward. Fear ye not, stand still. I will show you today. The Lord shall fight for you. I shall, you shall hold your peace. 
the question comes to Moses, what's wrong, Moses? Because Moses is crying on to God, and God says to Moses, go forward. Go forward, Moses. How? How, Lord? I will show you today. Go forward. The Lord has said to Moses, Moses, you will go forward. How, Lord? How will we go forward? Look at this. Look what's in front of us. Never mind. You will go forward, Moses. And so will the people. You will go forward. And so will the people. I have not brought you this far, Moses. I have not took you out of Egypt. I have not brought all those plagues on Egypt for to fail. It doesn't matter what's in front of you. You will go forward. You will. By the hand of God, you will go forward. In Exodus chapter 14 and verse 31. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord because they saw the deliverance. But six weeks before, they had already been delivered, but they had forgotten. Exodus chapter 15, Israel sings God's praises. They're praising the Lord. They're full of the praise. The top brains are out. And they're worshiping the God of Israel for what he has done for them. But in Exodus chapter 15, verse 22, Exodus 15, verse 22 to 25. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Mara, means bitter. And the people murmured against Moses. Here it is. Here's the murmuring. We've no water, we've got no provision. And the people murmured against Moses saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him. The murmuring again. But here it is again. The merciful, gentle Savior, the Lord showed him. He showed him the way. Don't worry, Moses. I'm with you, and I'll show you, Moses. I showed you how to leave Egypt. I showed you how to cross the Red Sea. I will show you what to do. I will show you, Moses. Listen to what he says. And he cried all to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. The Lord says to Moses, do you see that tree, Moses? Which when he cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them. The Lord says to Moses, there's a tree, Moses. Go and fell that tree. Why? Don't ask why, Moses, just go and fell it. Fells the tree. Slid on the ground. Take the three Moses and fire it into the river. Why? Don't ask why Moses. Just do it. You don't need to know why. Just
just understand that I am with you. Just understand that I will deliver you. Just understand that I am there beside you. Do what you're told, Moses. Take the tree and throw it into the river. How does a tree make a river sweet? I don't know. But Jesus knows. And I don't need to know. How did Jesus part the Red Sea? I don't need to know. But he did. How does he make a river sweet? I don't know. But he does. How does he make provision? I don't know. But he does. He does. And he will. And he says to the people go forward. Drink the sweet water. What a saviour. What a Lord. Praise his holy name. And he cried unto the Lord. And the Lord showed him a tree. Which when he had cast into the waters. The waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute. And an ordinance. And there he proved them. He brought them out of Egypt by the plagues. He opened up the Red Sea. And he makes the water sweet. How does he do it? I don't know. But I don't need to know. I just need to obey. I just need to follow in faith. You just need to obey. In Exodus 16. Verses 1 to 3. And they took their journey from Elam. And all the congregation of the children of Israel. Came unto the wilderness of Sin or Zid which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month, after their departing out of the land of Egypt, and the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron. Here we go again. Where is the provision? And the children of Israel said unto them, listen to, the, listen to this verse. You can just imagine, listen to this verse. And the children of Israel, and this is after God delivering the people time after time after time after time after time. And they know Moses is God's man. They know that. They understand that. By now they're bound to. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God. Would to God. We had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of the Egyptians. Where we sat by the flesh pots, it was better for us. And where we did eat bread to the full. For ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. The Lord's forgotten about us. Sure, we have no provision. Does he even know we're here? We're going on a day. After provision, after provision, after provision, after provision. And here we are. Here we are. We're all going to die, Moses. Psalm 105. Psalm 105. And verse 40. The people asked, and he brought quails. And satisfied them with the bread of heaven. He brought the quails and the bread fell. And the provider brought the provision again.
out of Egypt by the plagues. The Red Sea parted. The water is sweet. Drink the water. There's your quail. There's your bread. You have everything you need. But unless it's right in front of your face, you see, unless it's right here, you see, I need to see it. No, you don't. No, you don't. The provision is there. It's already in place. No, but, but I, need, I, need, I need to see it or I'll not believe it. You don't need to see it. You need to walk in faith. The provision's there. It's already in place. And you don't need to see it. You just need to wait. God's timing is the best timing. Don't put the cart in front of the horse. Wait. We want it now. You might want it now, but you'll have to wait. And it'll be all the sweeter, whatever you do. It'll be all the sweeter, whatever you do. Now we come to chapter 17. And we're only going to focus on seven verses of Scripture from chapter 17 of Exodus. The first part of the first verse, and all the congregation of the children of Israel. So all the congregation, if you go to Numbers chapter 1, Numbers chapter 1, and verse 45 to 46. So God has told Moses to number the men 20 years and upwards who could go to war. You see, sometimes Israel had to go to battle. You see, sometimes Israel had to fight. So they prepared the army for Israel. And Numbers chapter 1, verse 45. So were all those that were numbered of the children of Israel by the house of their fathers from 20 years old and upward, all that were able to go forth to war, to fight in Israel. Even all they that were numbered were 600,000 and 3,550. 603,550 from 20 years and upwards would go and fight. There's Israel's army out of the tribes. So roughly about 3 million, roughly, maybe a wee bit more, maybe about 3 million. It says in the verse, in all the congregation of the children of Israel, about 3 million. So Moses and Aaron over about 3 million people. And only God can provide for those people. And only a God, a sovereign God, can provide the provision. And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin. After their journeys, according to the commandment of the Lord, according to the commandment of the Lord, they traveled according to the commandment of the Lord. And in Numbers chapter 9, and verse 15 to 19, it says this, And on the day that the tabernacle was reared up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, namely the tent of the testimony, and that even there was upon the tabernacle, as it were, the appearance of fire until the morning. So it, so it was always. The cloud covered it by day, and the appearance of fire by night. And when the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, then after that the children of Israel journeyed. And in the place where the cloud abode, there the children of Israel pitched their tents. At the commandment of the Lord, the children of Israel journeyed. And at the commandment of the Lord, 
they pitched. As long as the cloud abode upon the tabernacle, they rested in their tents. And when the cloud tarried long upon the tabernacle, many days they, the children of Israel, kept the charge of the Lord and journeyed. The cloud of the pillar of the cloud and the pillar of fire. They were the commandments. And in the Hebrew, it's the mouth of God. So the fire and the cloud is the mouth of God. The fire and the cloud are the commandments. And the Lord said, when I move, you'll move. When I stop, you'll stop. You'll pitch where I am, and you'll move where I go. The commandments, the two pillars. In the Hebrew, the mouth, the mouth of God. You will go by the commandment, is what the Lord is saying. You will go by the commandment. The Lord's will revealed by the movement of the pillars, by day and the fire, by night. When I move, you will follow. When I stay still, you will pitch. This assured Israel that God was with them, directing them in the way that they should go, filled with awe and wonder. Can you imagine? Can you imagine this tabernacle and there's a cloud of, there's a pillar of cloud above this roof? You're walking up them steps up there and you're coming out here and you come in some Sunday and there's a cloud over the roof. Or you come to some, some meeting at night and there's a fire over the roof. That's what it was. The commandments of the Lord. You will go by the commandments and you will go where I say. When I move, you'll move. When I stay, you'll stay. By the commandments of the Lord. And they spoke. In Exodus chapter 31 and verse 11, it says this. Exodus 31 and verse 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp. But his servant Joshua and the son of Nun and the young man departed not out of the tabernacle. And the verse before it says, And all the people saw the cloudy pillar. God spoke to Moses out of the pillar. When I stay still, Moses, this is where to camp. Whenever I move, Moses, you will move too. And I will speak to you. He spoke to Moses through the cloud. And he spoke to Moses through the fire. But I'm going to bring you to, to something here. And the Lord showed me this. And I just... Everything becomes clear. Because it's the wisdom of God. And it says in the verse, And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord, and they pitched at Rephidim. And there was no water for the people to drink. So they've pitched at Rephidim. And I need you to grasp this. They're now pitched at Rephidim. In Numbers chapter 33, Rephidim is pitch number 10. From they left Egypt, Rephidim is pitch number 10. Number 10 in the Bible 
signifies divine order, ordinal perfection, completion, harmony, law and responsibility. The number 10. Rufaidim is number 10 pitch in Numbers chapter 33. Rufaidim, the name Rufaidim means a place of rest. So Rufaidim means a place of rest. And it's pitch number 10. So where are the children of Israel in the wilderness at this point? I'll tell you where they are. They are the place of rest by divine order of God. That's where they are. They are the place of divine rest by order of God. And C.E.T. In this tent this Sunday morning, you are in a place of divine rest by order of God. That's why you're sitting in a tent on top of Hunter's Hill in the middle of the countryside because God divinely said it would happen. You're resting, you see. What am I resting for? Well, we all know what the past few years have been like. I don't need to rehearse it. I don't need to go over it. But we all know the work that's well did. And the Lord says, I'll just bring you to a nice pasture. I'll put up a lovely tent. And you can rest. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. And the Lord starts to show you scripture. And the Lord says, sit down. It's okay. It's all in place. The provision's there. I'm the provider. But I know your heart. Let's talk about this. The provision came in the past, did it not? It might have came in the back of a trailer. It might have came in a warehouse. It might have came in an open open air in minus five degrees. But the provision was there. Did, did we not meet? Did he not provide? It mightn't have been much. But we didn't close our doors. He provided. But it was a time of busyness. It was a time of disorder. And it was a time when God's people were being screwed into the ground. Screwed into the ground. I'm not going to go into it, but I was screwed into the ground. Good and hard. But I just said, I love Jesus. And I will obey Jesus. Full stop. His laws are higher than any other. And he draws you in to a tent. And he puts you on a field. And he goes, you just rest there. Because what's coming next, it's going to get busy. It's going to get very busy. So rest. Can you see? When you go to the Lord with the proper heart and the Lord knows your prayers and, the, and, the, and why you're praying your prayers and you grab hold of, of the altar and you say, Lord, I am not letting go until I get a prayer, I get an answer. 
The Lord gives you the same answer. Whether it was right or wrong, we could debate it all day long. And I said, Lord, I, I don't like that answer. I, I need more. The people, the people, the people, the people. And he was wonderful and he was gentle and he drew alongside and he said, I, I understand. Let, let's talk. Let's talk about it. And he brought me to the scripture and he shows you, don't worry, it's going to be all right. The provisions there in the past, here it is now, it might not be much, but you need to rest because you see what's coming. It's going to be busy. What's coming, Glenn? I don't know. But I don't need to know. I just need to step into it. It's like the Lord said to Moses, go forward. The Lord says, Moses says, how can I? Look at the Red Sea. The Lord says, Moses, go forward. The river with no water. Throw a tree into it. Sweet. Go forward. Sweet water. The quail, the bread. Might not be much, but it's all you need for now. And you're resting. You're resting. Come on and rest for a wee while, the Lord says. Trust me and rest. Trust me and rest. In verse 2 of chapter 17. Wherefore the people did chide. And chide means to argue. The people are arguing again. There's no water. But little do they know they're in a place of divine rest. A place of divine rest. Wherefore the people that chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do you tempt the Lord? You see, when you're speaking against uh, Moses here in this chapter, they're not speaking against Moses. They're speaking against the Lord who has provided obtained times. They've actually seen miracles. Six weeks after they were delivered out of Egypt, and they start to chide, and they start to grumble, and they have forgotten what the Lord has done. They're chiding, Wherefore or why do you tempt the Lord? The hardened heart. They've forgotten what the Lord has done. The mighty miracles of the heart is hard. No trust in the protective care of God. No trust in his divine providence. His divine providence. You see, he's God. And he is divinely ordained in his providence. He will look after us with his mighty right arm. And he brings a people to a field in Guilford and says, put up a tent and rest. Because he is God. And there's not much provision. You have all you need, do we not? You have comfortable seats. We have the heating on. It's a tent. I know it's a tent. But the cloud dwells above the roof. The cloud dwells above the roof. 
Wherefore the people did shade with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why shade ye with me? Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? Listen to verse 4. It gets worse for Moses. And Moses cried. He's about 3 million people moaning at him. Moses is now crying. Is it any wonder? He's had enough. He's weary. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto these people? They almost be ready to stone me. The people are now going to put Moses to death. They're going to stone him. They're standing with the stones in the hands. And they're saying, We've had enough for you, boy. We're going to do you in. God's man. They've got the stones in the hands. And they're about to stone Moses to death. They're about to stone him to death. In verse 5. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people. Now listen, this is important. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people and take with thee the elders of Israel as witnesses. They're going to be the jury. They're going to be the witnesses. Go before me, Moses. See your elders. Lay them up. And the elders will tell the future generations of what I have done. Bring the elders forward. Behold, I will stand. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people and take with thee the elders of Israel. Now listen. And thy rod were with thy smotest the river. Talking about the river in Egypt. Take in thine hand and go. Now this is important. Moses has the rod in his hand that he smote the river with in Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with thee the elders as the witnesses as what is about to happen for future generations. They will be the witnesses for to tell the generations of the provision of God. And he says, take the rod. Why take the rod that smote the river in Egypt? Why take that rod? And I, I, I read that, and, I, and I, there was something. I says, Lord, why that, why that rod? Why that rod? The rod that smote the river in Exodus chapter 7, verse 20. Exodus 7 and verse 20. And it says this, this was in Egypt with the plagues. And Moses and Aaron did so as the Lord commanded, and he lifted up the rod. This is the same rod now that he has in chapter 17. And he lifted up the rod and smote the waters that were in the river. In the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants, and all the waters that were in the river turned to blood. So here's the blood. We have the blood. We have the rod that turned the river into blood. The same rod that delivered the people out of Egypt would now provide. What's it going to provide? You see, he is the deliverer and he provides. And here we have the blood. But water is about to come out of the rock. And I want you to grasp this. We have the blood. And now we have the water. 
John chapter 18, verse 34 says this, But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. He's pointed them forward. He's pointed them to Calvary. And they don't even know it. The rod Moses that brought forward the blood will now bring forth the water. A blood and water flowed from his riven side. And who's about to be struck? What's about to be struck? The rock's about to be struck. And the father struck the son on the cross and forthwith flowed blood and water. Not only is he providing, not only is he showing them the way in the wilderness, he's pointing them to Calvary. He's pointing them to the future cross. The blood, the water, and the rock. The rock, Christ Jesus. You see, he's wonderful. And he has everything under control. See, Jesus is all over it. He's all over the whole situation. He has everything covered. Just rest. Just rest a while. Because the journey's long. And it's going to get harder. And it's going to get dizzy. Just rest a while. He's everything covered. He's a wonderful saviour. He's a wonderful Lord. The same rod that was used to turn the river to blood would now be used to provide for the people. He's a wonderful Savior. He's a wonderful Lord. And he has everything under control. In verse 6 of chapter 17, Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock. You have the blood. You have the water. And the rock is standing on the rock. He's there. And I need you to grasp this. Because this is important. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb. And thou shalt smite the rock. The Father smit the Son on the cross. And he poured out the wrath of God on Calvary. And forthwith flowed the blood. And forthwith flowed the water. A foreshadow of the cross. And there shall come water out of it. And the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. Behold, I will stand before you there upon the rock. The rock is on the rock. The rock, Christ Jesus, standing before the people. Standing before the congregation. Moses was to strike the rock toward God with his back to the people the murmuring people and thou shalt smite the rock the rock Christ Jesus or the rock of Horeb Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 4 he is the rock listen his work is perfect 
There's no flaws in his work. He is perfect. He is the rock Christ Jesus. And he has everything under control. He knows where you are. He knows where his people are. He's not confused. Everything is under control. And there shall come water out of it. That the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders as witnesses. To the provision of God to Israel in the wilderness. And I thought that was sad. And I'll tell you why. And I cried me eyes out. I cried me eyes out. The congregation are in the wilderness. And Moses strikes the rock. And the people are focused on the water. The focus is on the provision. And here's the water coming. Look. Oh, isn't it wonderful? And you know who they missed? They missed the rock on the rock. They missed Jesus. And that's the church today. Provision, 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 provision. Give me Jesus every day of the week. You can take what you want. The world means nothing to me. I want the rock on the rock. I want to focus on Jesus Christ. The people are focused on the provision. But they're missing Jesus, the provider. How sad. How sad. And I wept. And I cried. And I cried. Oh, to God that the church would turn back and see Jesus. It's Jesus who's the center. They missed Jesus. Because they were focused on the provision. We need A, B, C, D, and E. Jesus knows what you need. But he's the center and he's the focus. They missed Jesus. Psalm 63 and verse 3 says this. And I love this verse. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Your loving kindness, Lord, is better than life. It's better than life. Because if I die, it matters not. Because I will live forever with Jesus. The life is just but fleeting. It's eternity. People are sleepwalking into an eternity. Dumbed down by the things of the world. I have to have A, B, C, D and E. The only thing that will matter when you hit the sword is what you did with Jesus. And it's a lively ground for us all. I don't care if you've got two million in the bank or two pound. When you hit the sword... What did you do with my son who died for you and shed his precious blood? Full stop. That's the lovely ground. That's where we are. The blood, the water, and the rock. Give me the rock every day of the week because that's what I stand on. I stand on that. If I had Jesus, I would be beat. Beat. Finished. Because he strengthens me to live day by day. The best, Jesus. The focus was on the provision. 
Jesus is there. And Moses strikes the rock. And they miss the lovely Savior. Completely. Completely missed him. You know, I'm told that the early church in Acts chapter 2 had nothing. I don't agree with that at all. Why? Well, if you're talking about provision, you, you okay. They didn't have much, did they? But they had guts and they had backbone and they had fight. That's what they had. They had the Holy Ghost fire in their bellies and they knew their God. They were rich beyond all measure. Rich beyond all measure. CT, you might be sitting at a tent this morning. But you want to know something? Jesus says you're rich. How? I'll tell you how. You have this. You have a pastor who's God's bad. You have the word that is spoken faithfully in this tabernacle. And the clouds over the roof. You are rich. God says, C-E-T, you are rich. Beyond your wildest dreams, but you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Your provision's already there. Where is it? I don't know. When will it come? I don't know. But it will come. It's already in place. And it's going to happen. You're rich. Beyond all measure. And at this moment, the Lord says that you're in a place of divine rest. That's why you're here. You're in a place of divine rest. Under his divine providence and under his protective care. The cloud is over the roof. But you will go forward. But when the cloud moves first, at his command, you'll go forward at his command. That's where we're at. That's what the Lord gave me. One last verse. Romans chapter 8. Verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up on the cross for us all. How shall he not with him all also freely give us all things? All things for his glory. You see, it's all about his glory. 
he will give us all things that we need going forward but for his glory but for now CET at a place of divine rest isn't it lovely isn't it lovely and you see after I got that word I just settled down I just, I just, I just settled down calm down relax everything's at hand it's going to be okay what's all the commotion a place of divine rest and you will go forward on my command the word of the Lord to his people this morning praise his name